Hello, ladies and gentlemen, my brothers and my sisters, my vibers. It is Brother Solis live with another episode of Coffee in the Truth. And y'all already know, y'all, I brought on my brother Hall. Introduce yourself, my brother. Praise the Lord, everybody. I'm glad I'm here. And then live from Texas, Mr. Elwood, Texas. <laughs> Hello. You know, I got my sidekick. I appreciate everything that he does for this podcast. He does more than you know, and I appreciate that. So over the last few weeks, if my vibers, y'all been keeping in tune with us, y'all would understand that we have been talking about trauma, would you say, Brother Hall? Yes. In in your life. And as we have been talking about this trauma, it had led me to, you know, I wanted to do some research because a lot of what we're talking about is things that happen in child childhood. And now that we're adults, we're, you know, I'm laughing because we're dealing with it. And so I went, I went ahead and, and got on Google and I searched it up. And they're saying, uh, depending on what study or whatever you find, some range from 90 and some say 60% of adults dealt with trauma from childhood. And now the crazy thing is, why don't we hear about it? I mean, when's the last time you actually heard an adult talk about a, a, a trauma that is causing them to act a certain way or deal with certain things a certain way. I really think it's, um, it, it could be a multitude of things. It could be for one, they may not even connect the trauma with how they're acting because I know, uh, brother Solis had talked about insecurities before and, what we don't realize is insecurities that we have affect how we're acting. But a lot of times we don't connect it that way, especially most of the people in the world that don't know about God or could care less that they're obviously not going to connect those two things because for one, they're already trying to cover up their traumatic incident because the world constantly projects that you got to have it all together, that you got to be a hundred percent all the time because everybody is. So because the world is pushing that, People don't want to show to others that they don't have it all together. So they're already covering that up. So immediately they're not thinking the way they're acting and the reason that they're angry and the reason that they're hurting others is because of the traumatic experience that they faced when they were young. Now, this is just me and what I, I'm assuming, all right, this is assumptions. I don't have no, no background. It's just, I hear a lot of, especially with men, like older, the older generation, you have this, uh, this macho man syndrome. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of funny because these macho men, they're all macho. They're all tough. You know, uh, they can get shot. They can get stabbed. They can hurt themselves, you know, get 150 stitches and, you know, they're going to go back to work and, you know, broken bones and they're back to work the next day. But I seen these people drink alcohol and everything that was hidden within them comes out mm -hmm. when they get drunk. So I don't know if it has a lot to do with raising young men to hide their emotions and just man out your emotions. They're going to come out eventually. Mm -hmm. They're going to come out. And so I see that a lot. And you hear that a lot. You know, like, uh, what is saying? Toughen up. You know, man up. You know, cowboy up. Whatever. Up. Up, yeah. up. <laughs> up, up, and away. <laughs> Whatever it is. You, you, but it's, it's about basically you're a man. You don't have emotions, which is the biggest lie you can ever believe. Exactly. Yeah. Men do have emotions. I mean, we're, we're, we're made by God and we see that the Lord, we see there's joy in the heavens when the sinner repents. So there's some emotion right there. We see that the anger of the Lord, there's some emotion there, you know what I mean? And we see that it pleased the Lord 
So there's emotion there. And then it says that he had compassion. Why am I bringing this out? And so if we're made in the image of God and we're made to have his traits, we're going to be emotional whether we're men or women. Mm-hmm. We just kind of dish it off to the women and say, oh, women are emotional, but men ain't. But I think it's not that. I think what it is is that men cannot talk about their emotions because they're taught to man it up. Well, I can honestly tell you a lot of these youngsters nowadays can shoot you right dead in their face because they'll talk the man up and not talk about their emotions. And that's the sad part about it is that we got jailhouses full of young men that don't know how to control their emotions because they're taught the man up. I had a conversation with my buddy and he was telling me about a situation that happened in his life. And I love what he said. He said this young man was was getting smart with him and kept getting smart with him. And try to say it was because his man, because he was a man. And I love what he told me. He said, I didn't tell him. I told him it's not because you're a man. It's because you're immature. Well, that's offensive, right? Oh, you're trying to tell me. Well, no, you're, I'm not saying that you're, you're just immature. You haven't learned some things yet. And that's why you're, you're automatically the first thing that you want to do is knuckle up. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a fight or flight syndrome. And it happens to do a lot with men that I see personally in my life is because, um, we're taught to hide those. Like my dad, for instance, um, my dad was, I, I'm actually taller than my dad. So I'm five foot short. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so my, and, and I'm trying to paint this picture for y'all because even though he was a short guy, I seen my dad and even heard about my dad scuffling with guys that were bigger than him and beating them up. So he was a pretty tough dude. When he was sober, you weren't going to hear nothing but, you know, him, you know, you're a man, you're a man, you're a man type stuff. You got him drunk, and he's going to start talking about my mama. He's going to talk about this. He got, all his emotions will come out. And it's sad because those emotions, when they come out, would allow you to understand why he had a certain thing. Like, I love, I love him. Look, please don't. Again, I'm going to say this again because I don't want y'all to think that I don't, I don't love this man or I haven't forgiven him. Look, I'm just telling y'all because I want y'all to understand where I come from. So I would honestly hear this man always call my mom everything else that you owe. A man, you shouldn't call any woman. You shouldn't be calling anything these words. And he'll call that to my mom. And you'll find out when he got drunk, when the emotions came out, why he had that bitterness towards her. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? And so it's it's kind of like a, a a sad deal that we do put up that that um I guess the image that these yeah. young people or or men in general gotta have. And, well, and and something something else too, like you brought up brought up drinking, but but why is it when you drink that all those emotions come out? Constantly, you're trying to control, but what happens when you drink? You lose control. <laughs> so all of these walls that you spent so long trying to build up because you're trying to man up, you're trying to show everybody the world. But as soon as you drink, you're giving up that it you're giving up that control to something else. So now you're under the influence of something else and all those emotions come out. And it's the same thing with the Holy Ghost. Once you start. Have you ever hated somebody while you while you in the spirit? <laughs> no, 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 because you're under his influence. <laughs> All it's, right. It's the same thing, like whether it's demonic influence, whatever, like you, you're not in control. So whatever you're feeling will come out like you're giving up, you're giving up control to that alcohol. So it doesn't matter that that you set up walls for the past 20, 30 years. That ain't nothing. It's all going to come out. And um, and another thing, too, like people. We think we bury the emotions, they go away. No, they don't go away. All it does is it starts seeping out because you're trying to bury that and then you're trying to bury other stuff and then you're trying to bury other stuff. And eventually, you ain't, you like something, if you're going to keep burying, your, your body doesn't get any, uh, the hole doesn't get any deeper. So eventually, something's going to have to come out in order for you to bury something else. And then, and then more, and then more, and then more. So, these are going to start seeping out and coming out if it's not addressed. But again, like you were talking about with the Lord, he gave us these emotions because he want like we're so we have to feel this way in order to get to our healing. If you haven't listened to 
the podcast of what's the point. I talked a little more about it, but I'm just letting y'all know that you need to feel angry. And if, if you want to get healed, you have to feel it. How can you, how can you go to a doctor, but then you're covering up that I got, a, uh, that I got this gaping wound and I try to tell him, no, you can't look at that. How can I fix it unless I look at it? And then if he's trying to fix it, unless he gives me something to numb the pain, I'm going to feel that pain. I'm going to feel it as he's going inside and he's trying to trying to stitch it up or he's trying to uh, clean it out with whatever alcohol that he's using. It's not going to feel good. It's going to hurt. Same thing with me. When, when God heals us, when he heals me of anger, when he heals me of bitterness, when he heals me of strife, whatever it is that I have in me, I'm going to feel those emotions. But as I feel those emotions, I give it over to the Lord. I don't, I, cause the thing is when, if I'm talking about a situation and I'm still feeling angry about it, I truly haven't given it up because what's happening is I'm still holding on to it. But as I feel those emotions, I give it over to the Lord. And that's where your healing comes from. That's why somebody can say, man, God delivered me a bitterness. And then what happened? I felt lighter because I felt it. And then I gave it away. And that's, that's awesome. That's where talking about this because you know emotions is like i said let's be real i mean we don't really hear about those you know especially coming from a male point i don't i can honestly tell you i i don't really ever i never heard a man you know growing up where i grew up or you know even in my household just come out and say hey son you know you're gonna deal with these emotions that's why um I try my best, and I don't. I don't know. People can tell, probably say, "Hey, man, you're failing. You shouldn't do that." But I try my best to talk to my youth about my emotions. You know, um, I tell you, you know, I got the saying on this podcast: "Stop tripping," and that's basically me living in my emotions. You know, me manipulating the word of God and walking after my emotions instead of after his his spirit. You know what I mean? And I try my best because I want them to understand. That men have emotions. You know, the reason why the man's punching holes in his wall when he gets mad is because he's never been taught how to deal with his emotions. The reason why that man that breaks his phone every time that he gets frustrated is because that man never been taught how to deal with emotions because men were not supposed to have them, right? That's only a woman's trait. That's a lie. That's a lie. And so dealing with all these emotions that you dealt with, you know, I know it had to be, it seemed like a flood of emotions. And would you, would you say that, um, I guess, how, how did you give it to God? I, I will ask you the question because I get that a lot when people, like I talk about insecurity. The first thing is, you know, well, how do you, how did you get over it? It's always how, how, how. So all these emotions, how did, how did you give them to God? I had to be honest with myself and how I was feeling. And what does the Bible say? Confess your sins one to another. And, you know, so just you, the thing that we, we, we talk about, okay, yeah, there's life and death and the power of the tongue. There's power in our words. There's power in all of that. Just you acknowledging something that breaks down the wall right there because again because we're men we don't we try to we try to always keep keep everything up up and up and oh i'm not feeling this way i'm not feeling this way what when i addressed how i was feeling and how i was angry when uh when i talked about this it was a letter that i had wrote to the, the person and as i was writing out all of this and i was starting to feel that anger it was i started um I started feeling all of these emotions and as I and as I felt them I was like okay cuz at first I wasn't knowing that I felt that way cuz I didn't want to feel angry cuz I felt okay if I get angry like I'm I don't know if I can control myself cuz I might lose control and I don't want to lose control so I just shut off me feeling angry but what God was trying to show me is that in order for you to truly forgive and to move past all of this you have to feel that anger because if you don't address that, how you felt, I, how can you say you've forgiven somebody unless you're like, have something to forgive them for? What are you forgiving them for? 
Because if you're saying that you're shut off, oh, that didn't really affect me, then why are you forgiving them if it didn't affect you? You have to acknowledge that and you have to be real with yourself. Confess that and say, yeah, I got angry. This hurt me. And you got to let all of those emotions out. Even if it's talking about, God, I felt this way. I felt this way. This is what that person did. And, and, I, and, I, and I didn't pull any punches in what I said. I was like, this person took advantage of it. They did this. They did that. And I didn't, I didn't hold back. And after, because so many times we get, we think the reason that we have to punch our phone or, or punch a wall, a uh, hole in the wall or, or break our phone is because we're feeling emotions and we're not letting them out. Mm-hmm. Like we're letting them out, but we're letting them out and we're breaking things. But what we don't realize is, okay, I break my phone and then what happens? I feel stupid because I broke my phone because now I got to get another phone and I got to fork over some money and now I'm more upset. <laughs> yeah. When all I had to do was just let those frustrations out. I don't have to get angry. I don't have to yell. I just like, God, I felt this way. Or even go and tell my wife, uh, Lauren, I, I felt this way. And, and just start talking about how you felt. And then all of a sudden, like just you talking about it is giving it to the Lord because you're, you're confessing it and you're bringing it out. I mean, we're praying. We're talking to the Lord. I mean, the Lord is always here. So even if I'm not specifically just saying, all right, God, uh, you know, God, this or God, that just, just talking, just saying it and letting it out that, that alone brings it out. Cause how is it, how is it being held inside of you? If I'm bringing it out, if I'm not, if I'm not keeping this anger inside and I'm not, and I'm, if I'm not talking about it, I'm holding on to it. But when I talk about it, I'm not holding on to it anymore. And so you might've be asking or why are we talking about this? I mean, what is this if you really want to tie it into the Christianity? It has a really lot to do. We we over we often overlook Moses. You know, to my Jew brothers out there, I'm probably gonna say something. Y'all don't shun me or stone me, all right? But Moses did not know how to control his emotions. Mm-hmm. He didn't. I, I I don't know if you remember uh, Brother Elliot, but I I had taught the youth uh, the title of the message because it was a message that I, I preached him on a Wednesday night. Who chauffeurs your emotions? If you pay attention to Moses, he kills the 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 Egyptian right. Mm-hmm. Emotional emotionally led. Mm-hmm. He flees emotionally led. He goes gets the people right. Gets him over, breaks the tablets because of his emotions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he smites the rock, disobeying God because of what? His emotions. Emotions. So that's why I'm telling you, this is very important for us to come out as individuals, and this isn't just only targeted at men. But I, I am, you know, kind of picking on men because we got to get off that. We got to get past that, man. We really do. You know, if there's there's one thing. Um, I had some offense happen in my life and it was nobody's fault but mine. Mm-hmm. I told a young girl in my church this the other day. She's in my youth group. I said, if you're insecure about something, I'll offend you. Do you think it's right for you to be offended over? Do you think that it's right that I offended you over your insecurity? And basically what I'm telling her is you have to realize that some things are offensive to you because of you. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so we do need to teach this. And so whenever I got offended, I came home, right? And the first thing I did, I prayed because I acted out of line. I was led by emotions, something that's very, Stupid, straight up. I was tripping. <laughs> I was straight tripping. And I allowed those emotions to, I mean, it was all emotion. I, I know it wasn't God because the, the very thing that I did is what I used to do when I was out there and I was fight or flight. Now, I wasn't going to fight because, you know, God delivered me from that, but I did the flight thing. And usually when you do the flight thing, you kind of say things and act a certain way before you flight. And that's what I did. Mm-hmm. I came home. And the first thing that I did, matter of fact, it was at your wedding. 
you know, you didn't care. <laughs> and I'm glad that you didn't because it don't amount, amount to nothing, baby. This is my best day of my life here. Yeah. Ain't worried about your little emotion though. <laughs> Better deal with them. And I did. I, I, I ended up leaving your wedding and I came home and I prayed. Well, I thank God that he gave me this opportunity because my son comes in the room and he says, Dad, what are you doing? I said, I'm praying. He said, why? I said, because such and such said something and I acted a way that I shouldn't have acted. Now I'm acknowledging to my son, it's not their fault, it's my fault. Mm -hmm. But oftentimes we're told, and this is what puts us in the victimhood, bro. This is what we got to be cautious of as men. We can very much try to act like we're not victims, but we are. Well, I'll, put, I'll punch Brother Hall in the face because he said my hair. Like I said, that's my insecurity. Mm -hmm. If I think my hair is funky, then I need to look in the mirror and realize, bro, you can't change your hair. Yeah. You know, I got to accept that. I can't change those things. So that's what I mean by that. Is it right that I offend you because of your insecurity? So I, was, I thank God that he gave me that opportunity to share that with my child because my son needed to know, hey, you're going to deal with emotions in life and you need to make sure that you're the one that's wrong. Mm -hmm. I know that doesn't sound very popular because it's, it, this topic doesn't sound popular. Yeah. This, this topic in general, because like I said, we don't want to talk about this stuff because we want to put this paint, paint this picture that, you know, man, we work a hundred hours a week and we eat beef jerky and steak. And you know, it don't matter if it's, Snowing outside, raining outside, hailing outside, we're going to get the job done, you know. And if we fall yeah. off the horse, we're getting back up and riding it. I don't care if my leg's halfway falling off. We're going to get back and we're going to. We, we put this image. And really and truly, we have a, a bunch of generation that raises up that does not know how to handle emotions. So I'm going to just punch a dude in the face. Or I'm going to pull out a gun and shoot a guy just because he stepped on my, my, my Jordans that I paid 120 bucks for. You know what I mean? So I'm going so to go ahead and I'm going to kill somebody and spend the rest of my life because I'm led by emotions. And so back to this, this uh, you know, why I'm all pumped up. Uh, it, it is the Moses deal because this ultimately him getting caught up in his emotions and not having daddy around because Pharaoh wasn't finna do it. Pharaoh, Pharaoh probably care less because he was a Jew, but he didn't have daddy around in his life to tell him, hey, son. Some things in life ain't going to go your way, but you need to be very cautious that you are being led by the spirit when you act a certain way because you can very much be led by your emotions and miss out with God. And he did miss out with God. Well, because, I mean, even looking at his life, he wasn't raised by his dad. Right. So, I mean, that it's just like many of us. Like, I don't raise uh, that that deal with uh, or not, not me personally, but, you know, just people that may be listening that may, may not have a dad in their life. I mean, that's not... It's sad to say that it's very uh, that it's very common that people are raised without their dad in their lives, right? Because nobody's nobody's there to teach them. Now, I I did get a uh, I felt like God was giving me a question while you were saying all of this. Who makes us a victim? Does the person make us a victim that that abused us or took advantage of us, or do we make us a victim? We do. We we do because now now he's getting me on my candy stick right here. <laughs> I was a victim. You know, somebody ain't going to come out here uh, over here and try to the victimize me. I know what it is to be a victim. You know, I walked around for years of my life because of the neighborhood that I grew up in thinking that white people were against me. Mm -hmm. That's a victim. You're automatically making me stay down because you're telling me just because I'm not white, I'm not able to accomplish something in life, which is dumb. It's the dumbest thing in the world. It's the dumbest thing in the world. Because I can tell you right now, if a person that I know gets a good paying job and he's my buddy and he gets me on, I'm not going to sit there and say, well, you know, it's because you're my friend. I don't want to get the job. You need to give the opportunity to somebody who's less fortunate. No, I'm going to jump on that job. Same thing that I see in life, but nobody was going to tell me that. So now it victimizes me. I'm making myself a victim. Now I'm walking around and I'm thinking that everybody's against me and there's a target on my back and everything I can't, I can't make it in life. Oh, jail and hell is the only thing for you. That's victim mentality. Mm -hmm. So therefore, nobody's telling me this but myself. And so as we're, 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 we're talking about the Moses deal yeah. and how... Moses, uh, because we know it wasn't that Moses had a deadbeat dad. We understand. 
but I want I want some people to open up their eyes to this. Um, especially those who probably are listening, my vibers that are listening, that don't have a dad in their life. I want you to pay close attention to this. Because in my hood, you were going to have your OGs because daddy wasn't there. Now, that OG was going to raise you to not take nothing from nobody. Why? Because the OG smoking weed because he don't know how to deal with his emotions. His daddy left him. His mama's hooked on crack. And so... All the world gave him was jail and hell. So he's going to smoke and he's going to drink and he's just going to, you know, use women or have women as objects. He's just, just going to keep creating the cycle. Yeah. Yeah. Because he doesn't know. And so now he's going to get this youngster and he's going to tell this youngster, hey, you don't take nothing from nobody. You know what I mean? You don't be a punk. You know, you don't let people run you over. You're not a floor mat. And so that's what I'm telling you. Now we're telling them still in a different sense the man up situation, but in the wrong sense, because I understand the man up from, from a, a, a point I really do. But still I have to teach this generation that yes, you can man up dealing with your emotions. You know, I had something to be honest with you. I had something happen to me this past week and I was sitting down with the individual that I know and I was talking to him about it. And I was all like, well, you know, do you think I'm crazy or what do you think I should do? Why am I telling them this, brother? Huh? Because I know that my emotions are getting in the way of me. You know how it is. I mean, it's always going to come Monday morning. You know, you're going to get that, that breakthrough and God's going to do some great things in your life on Sunday. And then Monday morning, and uh, I don't know if you were working that night, but I, I preached it not that long ago. Uh, the voices after the anointing. And I was yeah. talking about it. It, it. It's amazing how we see that David gets anointed in the very next chapter. He got some voices of a Goliath in his life trying to stop that anointing. And so I had to practice what I preached because Monday morning came and it's a flood in my, you know, and then my emotions trying to get And I would tell somebody if, if you're going through that, let them emotion cycle. What I mean by that, let, let them run their little course and then put them in their place. Mm-hmm. The reason, because I said this on the first when we did temptation, I said it's, it's on. It's amazing how the woman that was caught in adultery, how the Lord allowed the enemy to bring her closer to God. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, and that's what I mean by that. What you want to do is let them run their cycle, let them run rampant right there, and then put them in their place. Mm-hmm. And that's and what I mean by that. Now you know, and God would tell you if it's pride that you're after or pride that's trying to rise up in your life. Or if insecurity, and like I told you, just because, you know, I dealt with the victim, the victimhood doesn't mean that it doesn't chase me. The same way that God's goodness chases after me, shout out to C.C. Uh, Winans, uh, you know, the victimhood is going to try to do greater. Why? Because it's trying to stop me. Mm-hmm. And so I have to realize, so, and then he'll let me know, hey, well, the, you know, that's that, that's that victim mentality. And all these things are going to try to rise up. And then I love this, and this is why I'm telling y'all. Because you don't want to shoot blind. Mm-hmm. You don't want to have the shotgun prayers. I was taught not the shotgun preaching. You don't want to have the shotgun prayers either. And what I mean by that, you're just going to try to pray for something. You're going to shoot out whatever out of a cannon, and hopefully it's it. But now I'm, I'm target. Now, now I, can, I can catch this uh, Goliath right in the head like David did. You know, just imagine if he just kind of shot blind, hoping that he was going to, he just shot a thousand stones at one time and hopefully something was going to hit. And then he realized, oh, I hit the giant. That's what it was. That's what I mean by that. You just let them things go and you will start realizing what's trying to, whether it's fear, whether it's insecurity, whether it's doubt, unbelief, whatever it is, it's trying to chase you down. And that's what I mean by letting it run its course. But remember, put it in its place. Yes. I'm not telling you to let it run its course. And, and you know, what I'm telling you is let them things go. And then you start beating that thing down with the word of God. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and what helps that too, like you're uh, uh, kind of adding on is, is being real about it. Like don't, um, if you're feeling that way, don't just kind of, okay, it's nothing. But be, be real with yourself. Let yourself know, like this happened today. Before I even came here, so I'm, you know, I'm closing, uh, I'm closing at work, and uh, the one of the last things we do is like a final sweep. So I go through, I'm sweeping all the rugs, I'm going through. That's a big broom. I just finished sweeping, and I was telling, um, I was telling the other closer, he was just finishing up, uh, doing some stuff. So we only had like another five minutes, probably worth of work at the most, 
And I told him, I was like, man, I just finished sweeping up and, and everything. And a customer that's in the store just points out this one little area that, that I'm up, that I missed. And he was just like, Oh yeah, you did a real good job over there. You should be proud of that. So I went, I proceeded to pick up the little bit of, uh, produce that was on the floor. I put it up. I even told my, uh, my coworker, I was real with them. I'm like, man, I don't know why people got to be like that. Like, what did that help? And I clock out and, you know, because this is how things work. As I'm walking out, of course, the customer was there and he's like sarcastically clapping his hands like I did such a good job. And I said, you have a good night, sir. And I walked out and I was started to tell them the Lord. I was like, you know, I know that how I felt was not like telling him to have a good night. But at the same time, I know that me being angry or doing any of that wouldn't have helped me any right. with that person. But I said, but God, that did, that affected me. And, uh, and then I even talked about it with my wife and I was just like, Hey, just, you know, letting you know what happened. But at the same time, I mean, that was, I could have just went and got mad. And, uh, even after I clocked out and be like, man, I ain't on the, uh, I ain't off on the clock no more. And I'll just tell them how it is. And it's like, but, uh, even so Lauren, like what good would have gotten done? That wouldn't have fixed anything. It probably would have caused more of an issue than anything. So I just went and instead of just giving into what what I was feeling like I wanted to do, I did, you know, I was like, all right, you know, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and just just do uh what the Lord says, a kind answer turns away wrath and and give him a kind answer and then walk the other way and just talk with the Lord about it. The Bible tells us in Psalms First Psalms, blessed is the man who not walketh in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth the way of the sinner, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight, but his delight is in the Lord. So what I'm telling you is, uh, the reason I bring this up is because I want you, if you are someone who's allowing emotions to control you and allow your life to, and sad to say, this can happen with the Holy Ghost. I said this before and I'll say it again. You know, the Holy Ghost is only what you make it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Trust me, Jesus ain't going to force himself to be your Lord. Either you're going to allow him to or somebody else will. And so what all this being said is you need to find somebody that you can talk to, whether that's your pastor, a minister, a brother in the church, somebody that is wise. Because trust me, you caught a you. If the devil wanted to have his way, if you wanted to have your way, you would have found somebody to say, well, just catch him outside. Right? Yeah. yeah. But, you know, having somebody in your life that is wise counsel will tell you. It will remind you. And you're happened to have the wisest counselor at the time, and that was Jesus Christ, to tell you, you know, a soft, what is a soft, soft word? Yeah, yeah or is Kind of whatever it is. So I think it's a soft answer turns away wrath is what the KJV says. But yeah. So think about that. You know, you, uh, the Lord allowed you to remember that because you're right. I mean, really and truly, what is it going to do? You know, if I punch a hole in the wall, what is it going to do? If I argue with my wife, what is it going to do? You know, I'm still going to have to deal with the results of these emotions. You know, Moses, man, he had a great opportunity and I can just imagine you know, working so hard and being told about this promised land and seeing your people go from slavery and seeing God split a Red Sea and seeing God give manna and seeing the great works that God is doing and you know the main goal is because there's a land. You're getting up every morning dealing with nonsense from these people because there's a land that God has promised and you to work so hard at this just to, and I shared this with the youth and I, I'm, cause I feel this in the Holy ghost and I'm gonna share it with y'all. It's sad brother hall. When we allow people who don't have the relationship we got with God dictate our relationship with God. Mm-hmm. He allowed people who didn't speak to God like he spoke, didn't see what God has showed them, didn't do the things that God did with him 
God didn't do with them, and he allowed them to dictate him missing the promised land. And that's the sad thing about it, and that's what I mean about that. There is something that God wants to do in your life, and there's a ministry, and there's greater ahead. Do not allow people who do not got your relationship, nor your vision, nor your anointing to stop you from achieving what God has for you. And what was it that you said about KB? I think that kind of goes into what you were talking about, too. Oh, uh, there's, there's a song uh, by, by KB um, that I, I love. It's an older song. I mean, still his, his new songs are, are, are great. But I love this because uh, Lecrae had a song called Background. And the, uh, the gist of it was he's telling the Lord that he can play the background. I love with KB because he came out with a version with all of us deal with. And that was I can't play the background. And on there, on that, uh, on that, uh, the verse, he, he says, a thousand people love, he's talking about his song. He says, if a thousand people love it and one doesn't, then I'm crushed for the week. So we allow one person or a person who does not have our calling, nor have our relationship nor have the, the re revelation that we have. We're going to allow that one person who can care less stop us. While we got a hundred people or a thousand people in his case, whatever the number was, I don't know exactly, but it was a high number to stop us. So I'm going to stop talking about the Lord in school, or I'm going to stop talking about the Lord at work, or I'm going to stop talking about the Lord on YouTube or TikTok, whatever you're doing, whatever platform or however you're being used by God just because one person. And I thank God that he has showed us that we can overcome that because pay attention to Jesus Christ. He had 12 and one deserted him. One betrays him, but that he didn't allow that one to dictate the other 11, you know, that's the kind of mindset that we need to. We got to understand that there is people that want to see this. Joshua was one of them. Caleb was one of them. There was a whole other generation because what did they do? When God said go, they went and they believed God. So these people wanted to, but we're going to allow the people that don't want to hinder us and stop us. And that's what we got to be cautious of. We, we got to realize that there is people on this earth, and it's sad to say, and there's people in our lives that want nothing more than just to stop you. Mm -hmm. They just want to be critics. And I can honestly tell you from, pers um, from personal experience, and then you just got people that are so insecure with themselves that when they see you doing good, they just want to rain on your parade because they couldn't even start one themselves, or they're too insecure to start one themselves. Yeah. So well, you got to really, that's why I tell you about going back to the wise counsel. You need, you need some wise counsel in your life. You got to understand that you are the one that is dealing with this. So you thinking you're going to bring yourself out. You're not. But the one thing that you can do to help yourself is find somebody and and talk with them. I know we're too scared to do that because the people are going to use it against us. Yes, they will. Yes, they will. The devil tempted Jesus Christ. And what did he use against him? His own word. <laughs> yeah. His own word he tried to use against them. Yeah. So what are people going to do? They're going to try to use. But what did he do? He allowed his word not to be manipulated and allowed it to conquer. Because like you said today, God's word, as much as you try to bring it down, it's always going to rise up. Exactly. It's always going to rise up. And that's what happened, right? Mm -hmm. he, he, he tried to do it with some manipulation and Jesus used the, the, the power because every time you don't manipulate the word of God, you're going to have some authority with it. And that's what he did. And so we have to it, be cautious that people are going to try to use our words against us. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, it shows what happens. The devil's misusing the word, but then God's using the word. Yeah. If you misuse the word, it's always going to be underneath when it's yeah. put in its proper place. Because that's all he was doing is he was misusing the There you go. Word thank, of you. God. thank you for that. Th thank you for that. And, but, you know, the, the moral of it is, yeah, he tried to use his word. And so there will be people. But remember how many other people are drowning. And what I mean by that, how many other people are going through what you're going through and too scared or don't realize that some, somebody has a life jacket that can throw it to them and get them out those waters. You know, uh, 
Huey said something on that uh, can't tell at all. I don't know. That's how you say his name. Hovey. Hovey, I think it's Hovey. My bad. Sorry. Um, he says something on that song. Uh, he says, I know how it is to feel uh, drowning my problem, but God threw me the rope. <laughs> dude, every time I hear that, dude, it just, I mean, I don't know. It does something to me. It really does, man. I hear that part and it's like, man, you know, because what it is, is he's telling somebody, what is he doing? God threw him the rope. Now he's getting that same rope and throwing out to help others people's get out. Mm -hmm. And that's what I mean by that. We can't be focused. Look, just because a, 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 a video is on YouTube doesn't mean, and, and got comments on it, doesn't mean that everybody is agreeing with that and saying, oh, this is a great job. You're going to find some knucklehead in there who just wants to just, Cause some chaos. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And you got to realize that uh, uh, about people. So, yes, people will try to cause some chaos in your life, but you cannot let that stop you. Because even Jesus Christ, what is the first thing he did when Thomas wanted to see what? He wanted to see his wounds. And so he ended up showing them his wounds. Right? I'm not scared to show you what I conquered. I'm not right. He conquered the grave and he wasn't going to be scared to show that. And that's what I mean by that. We can't be scared to show it because I know people like to call him doubting Thomas, but I got much love for him. Yeah. You want to know why? Because he wasn't finna worship no other God, but Jesus Christ. So he had to make sure, Hey, this is him. I know we like to call him doubting Thomas. No, he's the real Thomas. Like, Hey, I ain't finna worship no idols, bro. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's the way I view it. You know what I mean? He wasn't finna worship just some, any guy walking around because even he said many will come in my name. Right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. even he knew, no, I'm not finna worship and bow down or believe this is anybody else until I have proof. You know what I mean? And that's what I love about this. You can get the proof. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can get the proof in this, in this truth. Um, you got something to, to share, Brother Hall? Yes. Um, so just it, even going into like what you were saying, these people that say all of this mess or that even is going to try to uh, to use things to come against you, their problem, I guarantee you, is not with you. I guarantee you when they went against you and they did and they said anything that they said, I guarantee you their problem was not with you. Because when I had in my life people that were people that were coming against me and, and talking to my pastor and, and all of this mess, I can look back in their life and see, okay, they stayed at this church for so many, uh, uh, probably like four or five years, and then they go to this church for four or five years, and then they go to this church for four or five years. So clearly they don't have a pastor. Clearly um, they have a lot of issues that they're dealing with, and... Their problem was not with me, but collectively they could point all of their emotions and all of their problems at me. And just, I just happened to be the person that they, that they targeted, but their problem was not with me. Just like when I'm driving down the road and somebody shoots me the bird or whatever, because apparently I got a little too close to them or whatever. Their problem wasn't with me. They had a problem before they got to me. That's what uh, past uh, my pastor in Bastrop would uh, would always say, Pastor Chandler would always say, their problem, I guarantee you, is not with you. So that's that's how you have to look at it. When I'm at when I'm at work and that, or even that customer that said that, I guarantee you, that customer did not come in there thinking, oh, I'm gonna find Randy and I'm gonna mess with him, you know, and and just point out how he's not doing a good job. Guarantee you, he probably got some own issues that he's dealing with, and that just is what what he chose in that moment. Same thing, you know, with people on the people at work or uh, with uh, people on the on the road or with even people at church. They probably have issues that, again, they're not dealing with because they're being led by their emotions. So they're just going to just spout off something. And that's what we have to realize is that. When we're when we're looking at it, we have to we have to see, am I going to let this person get between me and God? And that's why I was asking about who makes us a victim. I, I preached this, and brothers, Brother Solis and Brother Elliot were both there. I, I, put my, uh, I was on the platform, and Brother Wadi, uh, he, was, he was with the ministers uh, where, the, where their chairs are, and I had my wife stand between me and Brother Wadi, and I said, when I put, and when I said, we're going to say Brother Wadi's God, and that, of course, I'm me, and I said, and my wife is in between me and God, 
who am I putting closer to God? I'm putting my wife, the person that I have a problem with, closer to God than I am. Come on. And who now am I closer to? I'm now closer to my wife and somebody's in between me and God because I can't have a relationship with God when I'm putting that person in the middle because I'm targeted and I'm focused on that person. Just like Peter, when he started looking at his surroundings, he started to sink. But when we keep our eyes on him and we don't let anything get in the middle between us and God, that is where our peace is. It's, that's why the Bible says a mind that has stayed on him shall be in perfect peace. Even though I may feel these emotions. Okay, God, I'm feeling angry today. God, I feel like I have bitterness towards somebody. God, I feel like I got offended. You got to be honest and you got to talk about these things. If, I, if, if I'm truly having a relationship with God, am I just going to try to hide these things from him like he doesn't know that it's happening? Or that he doesn't know that that affected me? Right. I mean, he knows it all. Yes, clearly he, know, he knows it. But then we try to hide so much from him right. like he doesn't already see it. Like that's like uh, like like a kid trying to hide everything underneath the bed. Like I can't see that they just shoved everything underneath the bed. You know, I mean that's what that. But that's what we do with the Lord. It's God saying, "I I want to help you, but if you don't allow me to, I can't." So when we're feeling those emotions and we're and we're talking about how we're actually feeling, the enemy doesn't want us to do that. Hell wants you to be convinced that if you hide it. That everybody, because uh, he, what he wants you to be focused on is your image. And that's what we want to focus on ourselves right. is too, is we want to have that perfect image. That's carnality. That's pride. That's, uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff, but we want to focus on our image because if I look good to others, then, you know, that's, then, then that's, that's my goal in life. But it's like, no, God doesn't, God doesn't want you to focus on yourself. He wants you to focus on him. Cause if you focus on him, you see without him, I'm nothing. Like, that's where true humility comes. I wanted to say that because we talked about pride a little uh, before this. But true humility is when I see who I am in God. Because when I see who I truly am and I know what my identity is, I see that I'm nothing. So it doesn't matter to me what this person might think or what that person might think because I'm wondering what my God thinks about me. This person may say this or and I and and I uh, one time when I was pre uh, preaching in Bastrop, I was saying, man, you may have somebody say, oh, man, you must be one of them Christians. And it's like, man, if they're making fun of me because I'm making them feel convicted, then I know what my God thinks about me. Because if, <laughs> if they're offended by me because of how I'm acting and how I'm being a Christian and they're trying to make fun of me, yeah. like then I know how the Lord thinks about me because that I'm making them feel convicted. I'm making them feel bad. That's why Paul, like he... I truly believe that he, he knew who he was. He knew he was nothing. That's why he said, I'm a fool for Christ's sake. Yeah. So it's like, if you already see that, then why, why does it matter that I show who I am? Paul, every single time he would talk, he would say, I am the least of the apostles because I persecuted the church. He's reminded every single day. I'm sure he sees, I'm sure he's witnessing and preaching to people that their mom and dad we're the ones he killed. Come on. But we don't talk about that. Right. Or we don't talk about Peter. We talk about how he denied Christ. But what happens every single morning? He hears a rooster crow. What does that remind him of? Even though, yes, he got forgiven. But what is he reminded of every single day? But the thing is, is when we get past ourselves and we look and, and we're truly seeing who we are in God, that's where these things like... Yeah, and I'm not going to say you're not affected by it because, yes, we're humans. We're going to be affected by these things, but you lay it at his feet because that's what he's there for. He wants to take it from you. He wants to help you, and the enemy doesn't want you to see that. The enemy is just wanting you to stay hurt. The enemy just wants you to be his company in hell, and that's what he's going to take pride in All because right. he already knows on, where he's how? going. He ain't going to get out of hell. He knows that there's nothing he can do to get out of that, but if he can bring as many people with him, then his that's, how, that's what he sees as a job well done he doesn't he doesn't care about you he doesn't uh he wants to have he he prides himself in seeing people that he took from the lord like that's that's what he prides himself in knowing that this person had potential but they missed it yeah i like that i like that i just wanted before we do end this as you said that he is mad because he failed his mission 
And so he's just so bitter whenever he sees that the Lord pays more attention to you. And you basically going to take his spot. That's why he's mad. Yeah, I just want to add something. Um, something I saw on Facebook the other day was, um, I believe it was Brother Mark Crowder, shout out, um, posted on there. It says, when life, let me, let me, let me, I can't remember what he says. I think it was like, when life drags you to your knees, let it. And I really do believe that because, because, um, when when you're like at school and when you're at work or something and someone offends you, you're you're not at home yet. So let it let it go at the moment. But when you get home, get in your prayer room and pray. Something happened a while back ago, and um, someone says something. And I'm I I was in the wrong. I, I it was me. Someone says something and. It really did hurt me, but I know how they joke around. I know how they. It was me. <laughs> I know how they joke it was around. And me. Stuff. Hey, yeah. I, I, I have to, I, let's be honest with you. I mean, it was me. I remember that day. I offended yeah. the young man. I was joking around. Yeah. But go ahead. But that day, I had at, we were at the church, and I, I just had to go. I just had to go to the sanctuary. I had to. I had to talk to the Lord because I, I had to let out my emotions and tell Him, Lord. I'm feeling hate right now. Lord, fix this. I don't want to I don't want to have hate with my youth pastor. You know, but when life drags you to your knees, let it pray. Pray when you have the time to. So then you don't wake up and so then you don't go to sleep and have a chance of them trumpets blowing and you're not going to make it. Yeah, and I, and then he called me in there. I remember he called me so now he wanted to make it right with me and I told him the best thing that I can tell anybody. Know your emotions. You know me well enough to know how I joke around. You know me well enough to know how I act. You know me well enough to know I don't have any spite against you. But your emotions will start chauffeuring you and start telling you, oh, look, we're going to drive you to hatred and we're going to drive you to bitterness and we're going to drive you to victimhood. And, you know, it, it just going to run rapid. And that's why it's very essential for us to be spirit-led. We have to be led by the spirit because it's, there's no manipulation in it. Mm-hmm. You know, when we allow emotions to come in, oh, we're in flesh. Let's be real. We're being driven by the flesh. Because you're not thinking clearly. Right. And so yeah. if you're operating the flesh, you're not going to operate in the spirit. That's just it, you know what I mean? So now you're allowing your flesh to rise up, and then that's when the enemy can come in, and he's going to chauffeur you to this. But the Lord, where he's going to show you, he's going to chauffeur you to deliverance, overcoming, you know, getting that stuff out of you and, and cleansing you and things of that nature. So my vibers, we love y'all, but y'all already know what time it is. The coffee's running low. So we gots to go. Stay strong. Stay overcoming. And stay vibing.